Hey, podcast listeners, Mackenzie here. I wanted to personally thank you for listening and being a part of our community. We couldn't do this show without you. As we shape the next series of the Living Centered Podcast, I wanted to invite you specifically to help us out. We want to hear from you. We're currently in the process of curating a series all around exploring the relationships that make up our lives. Together with various experts, clinicians, and on-site alum, we'll explore the nuances, intricacies, and impact of the relationships within which we all exist. From families of origin to friendships, dating, working relationships, and beyond. We hope to host conversations with guests who bring a definitive and unique perspective. This is where you come in. We want to know your pressing relationship questions. You can submit your questions to podcast at experienceonsite.com and you might just hear an answer on our next series. Welcome to the Living Centered Podcast, where we enter into honest conversations about pursuing a more centered life rediscovering, reclaiming, and rooting in to who we truly are. All right, we are back for bonus episode number four in celebration and in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month. I know, I can't believe it's the end of the month. I love this month because it's just an excuse to talk about our favorite thing in the world, mental health and how it's for everybody. Today, I'm excited to talk to you, Mackenzie, about kind of what are practical next steps for this. Because all month long, we've talked about how to ask for help. We've talked about how to check in with a friend. Mm -hmm. We've talked about the importance of destigmatizing it. And these are all really nice concepts. But what does that actually mean for my life? Yeah. Um, what does it look like kind of every day? Today, we want to make it practical. Yeah. Because I think it's really great to have theories of mental and emotional health, but how do we put the boots on the ground and start to get really practical? So. Yeah. I think two pieces of framework that we've kind of covered this month, but mm -hmm. just like as groundwork for making it practical is just reminding ourselves of the reframe that mental health is not separate from all of our health. Mental health is health. And we can't address our health if we care about our physical health, our emotional health, our relational health. We can't address any of that unless if we talk about our mental health too. So that's ground rule number one. Mental health is health, bottom line. Right. Ground rule number two is I think as a collective, individually and globally, we really have to switch from going from a sickness model to a wellness model. And that's what I love about what we do here at OnSite. I think so often, I know that I have fallen into this trap, is that I only pay attention to my mental health when things are going wrong. When, um, we like to say it on site, when the wheels are falling off the wagon. But the same way that I have started over the last few years to take intentional steps to care proactively for my physical health, I can do the same for my mental health. And so I think that's what we want to frame a lot of this conversation around today is what are the small practical, sustainable changes that we can make? For me, I am an intensity person. I want to make all the changes at the same right, time right. in one big sweeping motion. Um, but I'm really lately have been leaning into consistency over intensity. Mm. And what that looks like for me is small daily things that are sustainable. So, um, you know, creating quiet in my, my day for five minutes rather than saying, I'm going to meditate for an hour. Right, right. You know, the difference between intensity and consistency is running a half marathon 
or every day moving my body. Like mm-hmm. there's got to be somewhere in that. And and intensity is great, but we don't get there without the consistent practices. Yeah, I love that you bring up small attainable things. And I know this isn't the first time we've mentioned this concept on the mm-hmm. podcast if people are a listener, but I don't say a lot of what we frame around is the what we call the two degree shift. Yeah. And what that means is if you're traveling on a map, let's say I'm starting out in Los Angeles um, and I'm walking across the country, a small two degree shift in my map will drastically change where I end up when I get to the other side of the country. And so two degrees may not feel like a big shift right now. It may feel like, is this even making a difference? But over time, those small, small shifts have a giant impact on our lives. And that's often what we hear from alumni as they leave programs here. What's the thing that stuck out to you? What are you taking away Mm -hmm. from uh, your time? And we kind of expect, I know I kind of expect it like, oh, this is this amazing piece of work I did, or this is this huge thing I uncovered about myself. And it's never that, really. Um, It is that plus. It is this this practice of implementing these two degree shifts because that's actually attainable too. When we try to say like, I want to change X, Y, Z by this time next year, that's hard to think about. But when I say this week, I want to get up 10 minutes earlier and Mm -hmm. get outside. This week, I want to not look at my phone for the first 30 minutes of my day. And those little things will impact the trajectory of our mental health and therefore of our lives. And I love the word practice because for me is permission giving. It's a practice, not a perfect. Mm-hmm. So how do I start mm-hmm. to make small changes and small practices and just get better at it? Like yeah. there's permission to be a beginner, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I have been starting to do meditation at night yeah. uh, when I fall asleep. And it's a practice because I'm not good at it. Totally. My mind drifts uh-huh. and I still end up like, you know, sometimes I spiral or sometimes I say like, hey, I'm leaning into unhealthy coping mechanisms and I'm just going to watch friends, even though I know I should be doing a sleep meditation. Yeah. And so it's just a practice. Okay. It's not a perfect. Exactly. I love that. Um, there's this like trending TikTok sound right now that we love right now that yes. it says that <laughs> sucking is the first part of being really good at something. Yes. And it's a silly little song, um, but I love it because it's true. Like mm-hmm. we can't get good at something until we're willing to suck at it. And so going first and just saying like, I may not get this right, but I'm going to, I'm going to try and I'm going to take step towards building a habit in my life. So I think the first step in actually like, what do we do to implement this stuff is to just kind of identify what those two degree shifts are in your life. Um, Do you have any in your life that you're currently practicing? Um, So I mentioned at nighttime doing like a meditation to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. That's been a big one. And over the last year, my relationship around exercise has really been what I would say is a two degree shift in both my mental and physical health. So I, instead of saying I want to work out this many times or I want to do this many, you know, like specifics around it, I just said I want to intentionally move my body three to four times a week. And so I put a number to that. And for the last two years, all last year and then the start of this year, I list with a number and how I intentionally move my my body in the day. Hmm. And so it really does open it up for me for it to be however I move my body. It could be a walk. Yesterday, I intentionally moved my body by going on a two-mile walk with my daughter. I pushed her in her little wagon. The week before, I did shadow boxing and then abs. You know, I got a Peloton bike, so I might do a Peloton bike. And what we often say at Onsite, another thing that we often say is, it's not all or nothing. It's all or something. Right, right. And those two shifts around movement have changed the way that I view yeah. my physical and mental health. Because when I move my body intentionally, it is so good for my mental health. Yeah. I love that you said it's all or some. Yeah. Because uh, I think 
it is nearing the end of May, which yeah. if you're anything like me, if you set New Year's resolutions, they may not be happening <laughs> They've gone anymore. Out the window. We have a teammate here that is has stuck to our resolutions every day, and I love that for her. It's so inspirational yes. to see that work for her. But that really doesn't work for me because mm-hmm. as soon as I get off of it, I'm like, well, screw it all. Like I may as well not move my body, or I may as well like give up making food altogether. Whatever my practice is, yeah. And so just giving yourself permission to say like I'm human, and sometimes humans needs breaks. Like we're not made to just be these robots. We're made to to engage with practices in a way that is healthy for us. So I love that mention of all or something. Yeah. What are some of those two two degree shifts that you've been kind of experimenting with? In the I last think small season? ones um, really for me right now have been around boundaries with work life and personal life. I yeah. think I love the work that we do, but I think when you love something so much, it can get a little blurry, especially in the work from home lifestyle yes. that so many of us are navigating right now. And so for me, a huge thing that's been helpful is every single day I go on a walk after work yeah. and it tells my body like you're done. You're done with work because I'm not, I'm not leaving my workspace. No, I'm sitting in the same space that I'm about to have dinner at and Mm -hmm. maybe play a game of cards or whatever. And so my brain isn't transitioning and telling my body like, it's okay to rest now. And so every day that's been a small practice for me. That's really been a game changer and helped me like actually in my brain disconnect and reconnect with my environment, reconnect with the people yeah. I'm around and all of that. And so that's been a really healthy practice. And then something I'm trying to do that I'm, I'm, I'm sucking at right now, but yeah. okay with doing that right now is, is having a morning routine mm. because also working from home, I think I'm so tired that I'm like, I'll just push the limits until I have to get up. 100%. And I'll roll out of bed and start my work day. And I am not a good employee that way. I'm not a good boss that way. I'm not a good friend that way. I'm yeah. not a good partner that way. Um, and so that's something I'm I'm not doing quite well yet, but I'm practicing is like, what does a morning routine look like for me? How do I limit technology in the morning? How do I um, do some simple meditation or breathing or yoga, something to connect my body and my mind before I begin my work day to remind myself like I'm like we say at Anse, I'm a human being, not a human doing. And so I'm yeah. more than just waking up, working, and going to sleep. I need to be human first. So those are two practices that I'm implementing right now. That's so good. I love those. Hey friends, it's Mackenzie and Hannah, and we are popping in to talk to you about the on-site mercantile. Mackenzie, what is the mercantile? The Mercantile is our online and in-person store that is full of curated emotional wellness goods, books, apparel, and basically just things from all of our favorite brands. Yeah, I love our Mercantile. And that's like really not an ad. It's not an understatement. I really, really do. It's filled with so many amazing tools and resources. It's filled with really fun gifts. I feel like every time I have a friend's birthday or someone moving, I instantly head to our Mercantile because I know Mm -hmm. it's not just going to be something that fills their house or fills their closet, but it's going to be a product that encourages goodness and encourages wellness. And so it isn't just something, it's something to empower someone. And I love that about our store. Our store is filled with books from some of our favorite authors. It's mm-hmm. filled with mementos. If you're an onsite alumni, you may see something that reminds you of your time on campus. Um, and it's filled with resources for kids and adults and all sorts of things to just encourage people wherever they are on their emotional health journey. Yeah. And we, as I mentioned, it's all of our favorite brands. And so we really have made a conscious effort and an intentional effort to bring in brands that are doing good in the world. And so I just love this collection of curated goods. Like you said, I have several items from it and absolutely love it. So as a podcast listener, you can get 20% off when you use the code podcast. 
Yeah. So if you want to check out our online store, you can find it in the link in our website, but you can also go directly to onsiteworkshops.com backslash mercantile. And that will take you to all of our favorite resources. And in the top of that navigation, there's a little gift guide and that will kind of feature some of our favorite products that we can't wait to get in your hands. Get shopping friends. And I think it's all about starting small. I Mm -hmm. think what you're hearing here is to start small and something that James Clear, who is the expert on habits, your yeah. atomic habits, he says uh, to abide by the two minute rule when you're starting a new habit mm. or something, because two minutes in your day, you can build up and you can do more than that. But it's kind of the way that I also hack um, my to-do list in the day. I write an enough list. I write the three things that at the end of the day, if I get this done, that this would be quote unquote enough. Mm-hmm. Because if you're like me, you have a to-do list that is way too long and I don't often don't know how to start. And right. so by hacking it, by saying just getting those two minutes of whatever the new habit is or just completing these three tasks, then that's enough and everything else is extra. Right. So if you that's say, good. I want to meditate for two minutes a day, right. then if you meditate for 10, then it's just extra. Yeah. You went above and beyond, but yeah, you're not failing. Um, so I love that idea too. And just giving ourselves permission to start small and to be a beginner and to suck at it. Sucking is the first step of being <laughs> really, really good at something. something. I love it. Um, I think the next step in all of this is, okay, we've identified yeah. these these habits. Um, I think the next part is inviting someone to be a part of it. Mm. Um, whether literally like, hey, Mackenzie, it's good for me to take a mental health walk. I'd like to go on a mental health walk with you this week. Or yeah. I want to move my body. Can we go to a yoga class? Mm. Or I want to, I'm in therapy. Can I call you afterwards? Because I want to connect with a human who knows me. Yeah. I think those practical steps. So it's, I think inviting someone can be literal, like come mm-hmm. do this with me. But I think it can also just be supportive, like letting someone know that you're doing these practices. So me saying, hey, I want to establish a morning routine can you check in on me in two weeks to see how that's going because that's vulnerable but it makes you buy into what you're doing it holds you accountable to it yeah and I think you're making a relational investment and something else I think goes a long way in this is investing in some way so this is a relational investment but also sometimes investing my money in something uh, will help me maintain and really get practical with some of these mental health things so I bought a course or I go to therapy like I have a therapy session scheduled and there are days that I don't want to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, my life is busy. I have work things right after, or just financially. But I've already paid it, and if I don't show up to my appointment, right. I have to pay it anyway. Right. You know, like yeah. I think that's just a super practical thing for us yeah. to have an investment in that. Yeah, I think um, by investing in something with our time, our resources, our money, it requires us to actually invest in it emotionally. We care about it when we when we see ourselves and our resources represented in something. And I think that can feel intimidating for people because they think, oh, I don't have a lot of time or I don't have a lot of resources. And I think that's where it goes back to starting small. You investing in a workout class isn't the same price or the same amount of time as investing in weekly therapy. And if you can afford both and, do both. But if you can't, or maybe just for your season, that's not what you need, just Mm -hmm. look at what an investment would look like for you right now and and do it. Whether it's time, money, relationship, resources, invest in yourself because it's worth it. Yeah. And I would, I would just go a little farther and to say like, you're worth it. I know when I have a whole list of priorities in front of me, often my name gets to the bottom of the list. Um, and I have really been trying to be intentional with relationships and my relational capacity and to say, who do I want to disappoint the least? Yeah. And those are the people that are at the center. If we're looking at like a, you know, concentric circles of community, the people at the center are the people I want to disappoint the least. And so when I'm making hard decisions that right. might pull me in a couple different directions, I want them to not be the ones that have to um, sacrifice. But 
let's take it a step farther. I also don't want to disappoint myself. Yeah. And I need to start what putting myself put in the center. Yeah, in the yeah. center circle as well with yeah. my uh without my partner and my child, you know. Right, right. So yeah. Yeah. We just had an interview um with Jessica Baum, who I believe the yeah. interview is coming out this week. But I love how she presents um going from selfish to selfful. Yeah. And I think at on site we often say like doing this type of work is not selfish at all. It's actually one of the self most selfless things you can do because when we invest in ourselves, we then can invest in other people. We can invest in our communities. We can invest in our families. And by showing up and doing our work first, we have to do that because we can't be a good parent, leader, friend, employee, et cetera, if we uh, don't invest in our own self first. Yeah, I think a lot of us in this last season have kind of had a big question mark on how do I invest in myself? What do I do? Um, especially during COVID when we couldn't leave our houses, you know? Right. And so I think I would be remiss to not talk about some of the shifts and some of the offerings that we have started to implement here at Onsite and to yeah. launch yeah. because we want to meet people where they're at. Right. We're all really busy. And so I think launching our courses and classes over the last year has been a really cool way for us to meet people where they're at mm-hmm. with topics that relate to them. Yep. And so we have classes on emotions, on community. How many of us have forgotten how to relationship, right? Yeah. Um, we have one on grief. We mm-hmm. have one on trauma. We have one on narcissism. And so I think just these classes and the ones that are coming behind them, we have so many in the works right now, are such a really small, low-risk way for us to start to tip our feet into the water of personal and mental and emotional wellness. Also, if you have been listening to the podcast for a while, I would make up that you've heard us talk about all of our different programs and you know that that's a way that we really believe like you're worth it. You can invest in yourself by coming and taking time away, taking the space away from Mm -hmm. all the responsibilities, all the demands on you and come and do an in-person experience, whether that's an intensive with you and a partner or you and yourself and a therapist um, in a room together for a couple of days or a group experiential program. We talked about the power of community and that has never been more true to me than going through an in-person experience and an in-person workshop here at OnSite. Yeah, 100%. I, I agree with that. I think when we talk about in-person experiences or intensives, getting away is also hard. Yeah. So we, over the last year, have started doing online intensives. Mm-hmm. And that is a really awesome way for you to not completely lift out of right. the demands and schedule right. of your life, uh, but to still have that space and that intense time, speaking of intensity, right. with a therapist, either one-on-one with a partner or in a family context, and it's also a little bit more budget-friendly. Yeah, yeah. I love that option. And if you're new to on-site vernacular, an intensive is just that. It's dedicated time with yep. a therapist. We do so much group work here at on-site, so I think it gets a little bit confusing. But yes. it is, yeah, like Mackenzie said, with a partner, with your family, you're just so low. If you have something that's uh, maybe keeping you stuck, or maybe mm-hmm. you're just feeling like, I need movement on this, um, or I'm repeating these same patterns, or this same thing keeps coming up in therapy, and I just need a little help along, that's what intensive is great for. And the online intensives are awesome because you don't even have to leave your house. And so you can bring the magic of an onsite therapist through the internet uh, right to you and do some really, really important work. Yeah. We recently had an interview with someone who came through one of our programs and she gifted the program to herself as a birthday gift. Yeah. And I think like, what a better gift. Like there's no better gift than to do that for yourself. And I've had people whose family has given it to mm. them as gifts. And yeah. and that's a super giant gift. I'm not minimizing that's, the yeah. investment. Um, but for yourself the or someone in else. yourself too. I have a friend who's about to turn 30 and she's like, how do I want to start this ne- next decade? And mm. that's what she's thinking about doing is, yeah. and nothing's in crisis right now for her. She's nope. not, uh, she's had a lot of crisis 
Lisa. She's had some pain, but right now mm-hmm. things are actually pretty good, but she knows there's more. She knows that there's more meaning for her, more connection for her, ways to optimize her life. And, and that's what we want to do for people. We want to not just come alongside you in crisis. We want to do that 100%. We want to create safety for that, but we want to come alongside you in the good stuff too. And I think that's what I love about some of these easier access points too yeah. for classes and courses. Like we have these things that come alongside you in the heavy, but we also have these things about like, hey, you want to learn how to optimize your emotions better? We got you. Yeah. Like we have these amazing clinical experts that we get the privilege of working with here at Onsite in your living room now. Mm-hmm. And so we're super excited about that. And if you want to check out any more of that, you can learn everything on our website um, or also in the show notes here too. But take a next step, whether yeah. it is planning a daily walk, whether it's calling a friend, whether it's scheduling a therapy appointment, whether it's signing up for a class, whether it's calling your admissions teams to learn more about in-person programs. Do something today that you know will be a shift to prioritize yourself and prioritize your health. Yeah, because you're worth it. And um, we often say it on site, it's not something you need, it's something you deserve. And so as we round out Mental Health Awareness Month. I hope that you have enjoyed these conversations. I know that we have enjoyed having them and uh, popping up once more a week into your feed. And we just hope that you'll, you'll lean into it and value yourself and invest whatever that looks like for you. Thanks for joining us for this conversation. If you want to hear more from Onsite, find us on social media at Onsite Workshops. 